This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. And all that jazz. Welcome to the artists. As Godard said, you don't make a movie, the movie makes you. In our movie-making profession, the workings of Murphy's Law is always at its best. In these candid conversations, we unravel those challenges that define the makers in the movie-making business. Hope these chats will inspire and elevate you to keep fighting for your dreams, but with a mode of reality check on it. I'm your host, Suchita, and this podcast is brought to you by Metaphysical Lab. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, we are on the episode 17th of our podcast, The Artist, yay, and we managed to reach this far, quite far for us. Uh, today we are in conversation with Bhavna Talwar, she is a national award winning director. Uh, she won the award for her film Dharam in the year 2007 that starred Mr. Pankaj Kapoor. Uh, she is also a very prominent producer, uh, having produced uh, Shab, Broken, and a series of international projects. She's just finished her international uh, directorial film, uh, Heidi, Queen of the Mountains. Uh, I'm so glad Bhavna took our time to be part of this podcast. Hi, Bhavna. Welcome to the show. Hi, Suchita. Such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for taking our time. So I'm going to straight away shoot Bhavna asking you, you have been Mm. juggling between directing and producing. So which is the tougher Mm. one? Um... Clearly producing, <laughs> because I don't know why one would want to be a producer in the first place. It's a thankless job. Um, I find directing is a far more satisfying um, role, a far more satisfying process. And uh, clearly, I'm a, I'm inherently a director Was mm. and got into production after I made my first film. Mm. So my uh, loyalties will always lay with directors and directing. I have been sort of questioning this uh, coming from Simon Sinek. Why? Uh, why do we want to make films? So, hmm. what was your why of becoming a director? Um, Suchita, it's uh, I think it's a desire to tell stories, mm-hmm. and um, so even in journalism, you were you were reporting what you saw. You one was talking about. Uh, the impressions one took away from a play or from uh, uh, a designer's uh, fashion ensemble Mm -hmm. um, or even films Mm -hmm. for that matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think um, films is a very uh, is a very interesting medium in terms of being able to tell a story using various aspects so it comes with art you can you include music into it you include visual the visual medium into it performing arts into it mm-hmm. so there's so much that one can use in order to be able to tell a story i think there's um, it was a no brainer for me you have worked with both the crews in india and in international mm-hmm. what is that one prominent difference besides the monies you know that happens with working with two different crews and what is it that you would take away with you um I think fi- the first I'd like to talk about the one common thing, mm. okay, mm. is that one must keep in mind that we're dealing with human beings. That's that's our resource. That's our key resource when we make films mm. around the world. Mm. Um, so I think uh, being compassionate and being able to understand and work with, with the people who you're working with is something that remains a common strain. And when you can connect on a on a very 
basic human level mm-hmm. with anybody you're working with, no matter what the work is that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tends to, it, it enhances the job that you're at. It enhances the story you're trying to tell. It enhances what you're doing when uh, somebody else is working from the core of their being. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we tend to forget when we're working with um, quote unquote foreign crew. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it, there tends to be a us and them, mm-hmm. which is what one must always strive to uh, move beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, um, and I'm going to just come down to my observations. I mean, I've had a wonderful experience in certain aspects. There were disastrous experiences in certain aspects, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a given as far as filmmaking is concerned. But uh, the thing that really stands out for me as uh, a, a very joyful experience was working with actors in the UK. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had uh, big stars like Bill Nye and uh, Mark Williams, Helen Baxendale mm-hmm. working on my film with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I must say that um, I haven't seen any anyone more professional than these actors ever in my life so when i say professional i mean um prepared they they would come so well prepared to the set there was never any prompting required mm-hmm. okay um they would come on to set and all the actors would go mm-hmm. to the makeup designer's makeup room mm-hmm. get ready the moment the makeup designer said yes this is your look this is fine your set you can go they would step on to set and there would there wouldn't be a mirror that would come out on my set no actor themselves checked how they were looking it was up to the makeup department it was up to the costume department and finally up to the director to take a call on whether their look works whether the performance works there was no interference no actors wanted to come up to my monitor and say can we see the shot i was their eyes and their mind and their ears Brilliant. as the director mm-hmm. so um, it just suddenly you start feeling that as a director you you can finally do your job Yes. Where you can, when you are the one who has visualized and uh, dreamt up, yes, what you want to see on the screen. Um, finally, there are people who are trusting you to be able to do that, and by trusting you, enabling you to do your job better. Yes, yes. So, uh, which I find was is a huge challenge here in India. Yeah, because, because yes. Yeah, go on, go on. You have you have worked with Mr. Pankaj Kapoor. Yes, yes. 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 the challenges that i faced as a first time director so i was working with him on my first film so when i walked in to narrate my script to him mm. um i was looking up to someone which with so many years of experience with mm. consistent great performances through theater through film through television so in my mind it was uh, i was surrendering a character to a certain actor mm. however i believe that that act of surrender was a mistake mm mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, I also realize now when I look back that mm-hmm. no matter how experienced an actor is mm-hmm. what they are looking for in their director is somebody who will take charge and say yes that was good no that is not good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and I used to find that find find it difficult 
to say no to Pankaj Kapoor because I felt he had so much more experience than me. Yes. Now this was my folly as a first-time director. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I should have not that he took away from the performances in any way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like when you look, when you watch Dharm, when you watch Happy, the performances are absolutely brilliant. Yes. But somewhere, uh, I feel my contribution may have enhanced. But I, I wouldn't. I won't know. I won't ever know. Would it have? Would it not have? So I think it's better to um, take a chance on your own ideas mm-hmm. than on somebody else's, so mm-hmm. that you can learn, so that you you can grow from that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a very very important. Uh, point bhavna for all of us here who are going to listen to this show that how yeah. do you how do you sort of how much of an interaction or how much of a you know a discussion that you have with actors who are much more prominent out there uh, mm. you should have while making your film and where is the cut point of it you know okay so here's 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 what i would advise hmm. is uh, discuss everything you you feel like with your actor because you have like i said before you've dreamt up this this film yes right mm. and unless you pour everything that is flowing through you into the actor who is actually your paint mm. he's your he's the paint you're going to use and yes. splatter all over your canvas mm. okay so unless you pour all your feelings and your emotions and everything that you've thought of mm. into that person mm. uh how will that person be able to imbibe and then express mm okay mm. however what one must keep also keep in mind is the capability of the individual sitting in front of you yes okay mm. so uh, i've also worked with children on heidi yes so working with children is a completely different ball game so you evaluate um how much you need to tell them because yes. with children you need to keep things very simple yes they get it mm okay they don't need any intellectual explanations on why a certain thing is done they tend to do it subconsciously and automatically yes uh however with uh, with somebody who's a little more intellectual maybe you need to give you maybe you need to address that part of their mind that mm. has questions hmm okay there are some people who are very conscientious in terms of socially what they are communicating hmm so you need to be able to address that part of them so as a as a as a director uh, you have to be uh, almost a a wizard in terms of being able to evaluate and see and understand the person who's sitting in front of you absolutely i think that's a great takeaway bhavna so moving ahead bhavna uh, yeah when you are directing a film hmm. now you wanted me to be specific in this when yesterday we were having this discussion um there are a lot of uh, internal uh, besides the external challenges of course which are constant in terms of the funding the actor you know something is not right uh what are those internal challenges that one goes through and how do you tackle it for example uh you know a film project getting delayed you know people getting into the depressive phases you know the funds are getting delayed uh, you know uh, you know i know somebody who has been making his film for 5 years you know borrowing mm-hmm. funds from his friends you know and still the film is not over uh so he's almost like fed up with you know that whole situation and giving it up giving up uh, giving up his own life as well you know so uh, oh, no. how does one tackle those internal challenges uh whatever in whatever form that comes during the hmm. process of making a film okay what leaps out at me uh from what you just said uh, mm. suchita is mm. somebody wanting to end their lives because life because f- a film is not getting complete 
That's uh, one of the I'd, challenge. I'd like to address that first before we get into the other challenges. Sure. Okay. Mm. Um, whoever this person is or whoever these people are, mm. um, what they really need to understand is why are they making films? Yes. Okay. Are you doing it because you believe that once I make my first film, um, I will be famous? Once I make my first film, I will be successful. Once I make my first film, I will be, uh, my parents will be happy with me. Once I make my first film, I will be happier than I am right now. Mm. Sure. Let me burst your bubble. That ain't happening. Yes. Because any happiness that you think exists in the future exists right now. Yes. How you, it's about how you are viewing the work that you're doing. Please understand, this is the work that you are doing. Mm. You're not performing brain surgery. You are not saving lives. Mm. Having said that, I'm not saying that art is not important, that that um, a creative point of view is not important. It is extremely important. Mm. I, will, I will talk about that a little later. Mm. But uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that please sit back and just think that what do you want? Do you want to live a creative life or do you want that short-lived fame that comes from making your first film? Hmm. Please accept and acknowledge that if something is not happening, do your damnest to make it work. Do your damnest. But live your day creatively each day. Are you Start developing another subject. Yes. Start working. Start working. Is your day creative? Are you listening to your muse as it's dying to come out to tell another story? This story is probably out there already and will take its own time and its own form. But you are the source from which the story is flowing. And there are many more stories that will want to come. You can't end it. You have you. That's not an option you have. If you live each day creatively, each day expressing what you want to express, forget anything else, the flower arrangement that you put up in your in your, in the room where you study, where you work. Mm. Even that is an expression of your creativity. Mm. Have you spoken kindly to another person? Have you spoken kindly to yourself? Yes. Don't judge yourself so harshly. Because there are so many variables. Yes. Continue working on your film. Don't lose faith. But there are Millions of stories that are within you that that want to be told, that you are here to tell. Don't end it here because you don't know what tomorrow entails. There will be something good in this film not happening right now. Yes. Just stretching this thought a bit before we come back to the internal challenges. Mm -hmm. How the system functions, you know, for filmmakers, mm -hmm. you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel that are we or they you know getting bogged down by the system which can be a system related to funds which can be a system related to actors which can be mm. uh, you know just the way things move you know from a studio mm. or an individual producer mm. do you think we need to simplify that mm. okay if you look at it from a producer's perspective there uh, there are producers of course who will do this uh, because they believe in a certain project, but they also need to see that this will bring them a return on their investment. Mm. It is a product at that level. Mm. Also, let's set the creative aspect aside for a minute. Mm. 
and also constantly keep in mind that as a creative person you owe responsibility to the people who are investing funds in this that you cannot wish that away hmm when you talk about a system well we are all part of the system hmm okay um, question yourself that are you doing everything correctly could it be that it is your ego that is coming in the way for that you're demanding something that may or may not be essentially required in a project where maybe funds are running out mm-hmm. can you look at it from the perspective of being compassionate towards your producer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you basically you 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 take another you take other options and you move to other you actors take explore other, options, other opportunities absolutely because I you know Sujata I firmly believe hmm. that uh, the moment we go into a corporate sort of structuring hmm. of anything na yeah we lose any sense of um, texture in our work in our lives. Hmm. So where is that organic element? Hmm. Of course, hmm. you have to be open. We have to and be open as creators. Yeah. yeah and you have to respect the opinion of the other person who is choosing not to read your script who is choosing not to work with you mm. we, we have, have to, to respect be, yeah. that we have to be open as creative and also the producers in the production space as well should be open yes. uh, to exploring other actors and not be stuck yes. on like one yes, specific absolutely. actor absolutely absolutely you know, maybe uh, you uh, maybe that maybe you need to move on to another producer <laughs> who will respect yeah no really who will respect your work that see this is where now you're not yeah. coming off ego yes. you're coming off belief in your work yes go to another producer mm-hmm. i had for my first film mm-hmm. i had a producer who was willing to fund it i was ready to roll mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and uh, last minute this was a film on communalism dharm was a film based on uh, communal differences in our country mm-hmm. and last minute he got cold feet and he said please change your story oh take your story from being uh, this is the story of a, of a hindu priest who adopts uh, who unknowingly adopts a muslim child mm he says take that child and let that child be an untouchable child your story doesn't change mm and i said to him that no this my the context of my story changes mm and this is the story i want to tell now had i said that Okay, I will change this story. I would have been frustrated midway down, and then I would have been uh, wailing away, saying, "Oh, the system does not work. It put pressure on me to change my story." Sorry, I changed my story. What did the producer? Did the producer uh, be okay with it? I walked away. No, mm. he was not okay. He okay. was not okay with it. I mm. walked away with my script, with my writer sitting next to me and saying, "Bhavna, what are you doing? Let's change it." And mm. I said, "No." Mm. So you have to be willing to be go all out. for your belief. Yeah, that's true. So ultimately who produced that film? You went to another producer. Produ- yeah, I, well, it was produced by we set up our own company and we produced it ourselves. That was that was the path you chose that if if yes. you know you have to take charge of your own script, yeah. your own life and if in, yeah. in turn yeah. you want I made it on a shoe I made it on a shoestring budget. Mm. And Dharm won me tremendous critical acclaim. Yes. It wouldn't yes. have happened had I changed my story. Hemingway used to align himself every morning pouring water on his head or by standing <laughs> and typing on a typewriter you know what is it that one kick brother how do you kick yourself to you know to get that thing out you know every day on the paper or anywhere else is, do you have a process of aligning uh yes i do yes i do do you like to share it yes sure of course <laughs> i will <laughs> okay okay so one thing i'd like to say like clearly that every single day is a challenge yes to be able to sit down and uh, 
deal with your demons that keep popping up mm. that tell you that the carpet is dirty clean that mm. or uh, oh this um, right now you know the the mood i'm i'm not getting any sort of sense that there's i'm i'm not in the mood at all to sit down right now mm. there are all these fears and things that are preventing you every single day from sitting down mm. so in order to counter that mm. uh one is i realized that these voices in our heads mm-hmm. are clearly coming from our instinct mm-hmm. and our fear of the unknown yes okay it is the job of our minds to say when you turn around over there we don't know what's coming protect yourself mm. okay i'm not and i'm talking on now on a physical very physical mm. level mm. Mm. physical protection that's how our brains are wired mm. okay we have to respect that part of the brain not fight it Mm-hmm. you have to say okay i hear you but i'm going to sit down despite what you're saying let's see what happens mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so here's what i do i mm-hmm. wake up in the morning i mm-hmm. meditate mm-hmm. i connect with myself inside me my body mm-hmm. then um, i do journaling mm-hmm. i write i confront my fears i see what all fears are going on in my head i spend about an hour hour and a half every morning doing this Mm-hmm. then i then i set that aside mm-hmm. uh then i get into my research of any projects that i'm working on mm-hmm. 3:30 in the afternoon is when i realize is when my creativity starts to flow mm-hmm. 3:30 i am at my desk every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. lovely mm-hmm. and um you have to show up yes you have to you have to show up sometimes work will come sometimes it may not come but the moment you create that discipline of a certain time we have an internal body clock mm-hmm. we have to be able to use that to say okay the body itself at that point of time will start saying okay now is the time to wind down sit down connect with yourself and start writing mm-hmm. start working on your stuff start doing that short breakdown yes beautiful. start visualizing beautiful yeah so give your give yourself that discipline mm mm-hmm. of saying i will sit down give yourself start with 3 hours mm a minimum of 3 hours is when i'm going to be in my study or whatever space i i create for myself mm i'm going to be in here for these 3 hours i may be just staring out of the window mm but i will be here okay i'm going to ask you a tough question what is that one quality that makes a good director are you kidding me <laughs> You have have millions of qualities. <laughs> Tell me that one. There's no one quality. Give me that one no big one quality. quality. I'm going to tell you the first thing that's going to come to mind yes. is uh, that's coming to mind is that more than knowing where to place a camera, more than knowing what are the techniques of telling a story, more mm. than any of those uh, craft related skills that you think are the mo- could could be the most important thing of being a director. Mm. I think it's managing people. Mm. it's understanding managing loving respecting the people that you work with that is a skill you have to develop everything else is an open now i mean it can be acquired hmm how do you acquire that um by really listening mm-hmm. by being connected with yourself being rooted in truth not coming of ego is i think it all comes from there knowing where at what point do you put your foot down uh, and uh, at what point you allow someone to flow mm-hmm. and all these things come with experience uh, come also from from loving and respecting yourself 
Because mm. unless you have these, these, uh, you set these boundaries for yourself, you won't be able to do that with other people. The YouTube videos mm. and the way they are defining. Do you think that they're defining the cultural landscape and the social landscape of the way we consume content? And do you think that's influencing the quality of films uh, that perhaps, uh, you know, uh, quality or the way of a filmmaker is perceiving a story and putting it out there? Uh, do you think that's affecting the future of uh, filmmaking in terms of the content and the style? Uh, of course it is. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. As society grows and changes, uh, mm-hmm. art is art reflects society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, unless it does, I mean, I think it will get stagnant and you can't relate to it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think we need to look at um, the influx of information that is being thrown at us at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, one needs to look at. Um, the the sort of content that is being thrown at us we have the option to choose mm. okay you cannot at any given point of time say that you as a filmmaker any one person as a filmmaker will be able to just absorb and encompass everything that is going on in this world because you will just overwhelm yourself and die mm. okay yeah what do you do? Mm. <laughs> so given the fact that there is so much information out there there's so much content out there mm. it is even more important that as creative people we um, we um, listen to our own uh, listen to our own instincts of where our interests lie mm-hmm. do we have any real interests mm-hmm. okay develop those skills develop those interests mm-hmm. and then um, go out and put out the stories that you think are relevant mm-hmm. okay um, YouTube is full of such incredible uh, content. At mm-hmm. the same time, there's bad content as well. Mm. But it's become more democratic, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody has the option to go out there and put out their content. How mm-hmm. will you be different? You mm-hmm. will be different because you're coming off your truth, not saying that, oh, so-and-so is doing this and this, so let me just calculate this and I'm going to make <laughs> content because this is what... Exactly. It doesn't work like that. Exactly, yeah. And if mm-hmm. if we find that we're getting uh, getting trapped in that, mm-hmm. you know what? Nobody's going to watch your content. Mm-hmm. It will slowly die its own death. So let's not give importance to things... Uh, that are irrelevant mm. okay mm-hmm. let's use this influx of information to our advantage mm-hmm. and as creative people it is our responsibility to not get sucked into it mm-hmm. yes true that okay? I read books mm. now uh, because you know we, we've got a whole generation that's growing up with images constantly thrown at them yes Okay, that part of their brain which which involves imagination is not developing. Mm, true. Okay, so yeah. I think it it is our duty to protect that aspect of humanity, right? Yes, absolutely, totally agree there. Absolutely. Okay, so we need to we need to be out there. We need to uh, maybe as filmmakers um, idolize characters, create characters who read, characters who have an imagination, yes. who uh, you know. And we will be able to do that only if we live our lives like that. That's true. Read biographies. To me, one of the biographies of, I mean, of uh, filmmakers, that Kurosawa's autobiography. Yes. Made me see how his life influenced his work. How does 
your life influence your work because that's what will make your work unique that's what will cut it through the clutter of youtube if you watch youtube and start saying i also need to create content like this Absolutely. then boss god help you nobody's going to watch your work uh-huh. i'm currently revisiting literature mm-hmm. so i've been mm-hmm. reading uh, oscar wilde okay okay and for this suchita i pulled out a paragraph from the picture of dorian gray to read to you okay oh beautiful okay okay mm. so uh from the corner of the divan of persian saddlebags on which he was lying smoking as was his custom innumerable cigarettes lord henry wotton could just catch the gleam of the honey sweet and the honey colored blossom of a laburnum whose tremulous branches seemed hardly able to bear the burden of a beauty so flame like as theirs and now and then the fantastic shadows of birds in flight flitted across the long tussel silk curtains that were stretched in front of the huge window producing a kind of momentary japanese effect the making and making him think of those pallid jade-faced painters of tokyo who through the medium of an art that is necessarily immobile seek to convey the sense of swiftness and motion so these two major points which is the take away for me here is you know you're managing people and your observation of life dwelling slightly on the business side um oh no sita uh, <laughs> which you hate <laughs> But yes you are producing films and frankly yeah. speaking we seriously lack you, you know we do we have dearth of producers uh, who actually have the right skills of producing in our the very less compared to the directorial skills in our country and I'm not too sure about outside but definitely in our country huh. when you are producing or yeah. you know a work what is it that you look for in a script hmm. when i'm reading a script hmm. i set the my analytical mind aside hmm. okay that is my attempt to be honest to whatever it is that is in front of me hmm that you speak to me hmm okay if my analytical mind starts coming in that's a sign hmm. for me to say that okay something's not working here hmm um having said that um, i think what i really look for is for a story either to have uh something to that it, that it says mm mm-hmm. okay uh i look for a fresh new take on on uh, on on telling mm-hmm. uh i'm looking for a great screenplay sometimes you know sometimes you feel that the story is very average but the screenplay and the way it has it unfolds yes. is stunning mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so then you you pick that up and you say okay this is great this mm-hmm. has a great screenplay and it can make a great film mm-hmm. sometimes the screenplay is very basic and it has a stunning story that grabs you by the throat mm-hmm. so it varies sometimes there's a wonderful message that you feel yes i want to be associated with this and mm-hmm. i want to be able to put this work out there because the world needs to hear this mm-hmm. so it varies from uh, from script to script how do you do demo- yeah. <clears throat> please yeah. no so please yeah so what yeah you're you're looking for that one aspect that mm. makes something yes. uh, stand out shooting it off what what are your favorite directors that one should watch uh my all time favorite is kishlovsky mm-hmm. christoph kishlovsky polish mm. filmmaker mm. um oh, there's so many suchita there's so many tell me five no okay so i would say off the top of my head i would say kurosawa i would mm. say kishlovsky um i love uh, wes anderson's work mm-hmm. 
um, Guru Tat Orson Welles okay five or maybe less than five three good books that one should read in the direction space in the direction space yes Uma okay uh, I think stepping away from directing I, I, one of the most helpful books for me hmm. was a uh, first time director there's a book called first time director okay Okay, I am forgetting the name of the author. I hope I'm not right now. Mm. Yeah, so that was a book that uh, I read just before I made my first film and kind of gave me some very interesting insights on... I think someone gifted you that book, if, I, if I'm not wrong. I yeah, it was Sheetal. Sheetal, yes, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was yeah. one. Then mm. um, moving away from direction, I think um, Robert Mickey's story is one of the most brilliant books written on screenplay writing. Okay. And um yeah, I would suggest you go and read Kishlovsky on Kishlovsky. Mm. Read Kurosawa's autobiography. Mm-hmm. Um read Stanislavski got there so much. So much, yes, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Do you yeah, see yourself yeah. do you see yourself making a proper Bollywood film sometimes with like song dance everything? Of course. A masala. I love it. I've grown up on that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> When do we see that? <laughs> soon, 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 Sachita. <laughs> All right, great. And do not forget to connect to us on our Twitter handle, Metaphysical Lab. And you can also connect to me on my LinkedIn And I'll see you guys next week with some very important conversations and some very interesting guests.